destroyed. No, contact! Hello and welcome to a new episode of No Man's Land. I am joined here by the leader of 82UK, Reza. Say hello, Reza. And uh, our resident orc, Dark Leftovers. What's up, guys? <laughs> and uh, our forever special, super special guest, Kazansky. Good afternoon, guys. Okay, let's jump right into the meat and potatoes, gentlemen. Wow, Razor, we had a good run. <laughs> we had a good run. Yeah, catch No Man's Land next time, guys. <laughs> those foxholes, will. I realize what I said, and I am very sorry. A little bit off to a shaky start. It is what it is. So, introduction. Uh, what are we? Where are we starting off at? A lot of places to start. This is a huge one today. Come on, boys. We've been doing this for about, what, like two months now? Now we're dropping the ball? Well, there's so many places to start. I'm waiting for... I don't remember what the order is. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is just a general introduction that's supposed to be playing. What Razor keeps forgetting to pass it or press play after, uh, you know, once we give the introductions. Let's just go to the first... Let's go, let's go to the first... Let's go to the first topic, which is the next slide. This is a, a big shout-out to our boys, Joffrey of the Press Corps. Uh, you, you, you rearranged the fucking slides completely not the same. <laughs> this is Okay, we're just going to have to restart this, because this is awful. We need to restart this. Delete this, purge it. Okay, Avidus, re-intro us. <laughs> right, current war. Motherfuckers. Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, yes. This, this, it's a very interesting, this war. It's been a lot slog, very static, mainly due to the update. But, uh, Kaz, what, what do you, I want to hear from you from this side because this mainly kind of touches to you and your aspect of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll be talking a lot, a lot about the specifics with this, but obviously when we look at the current war, one of the things that I've noticed is just the the dead space in the middle of the tech tree like from the start of the war to the middle of the tech tree like when the war started there was a little bit of maneuvering so to speak on the fronts but for the most part nothing happens day in and day out and suddenly uh storm tanks or uh unlock and here we go or silver hands silver hands unlock and we uh we're getting after it two towns like two hours after the, after the unlock is unbelievable uh yeah, but it's crazy just absolutely insane that's where the war's at 
so uh, I have to admit I haven't really played a great deal over the past uh, couple of weeks, but I did attend uh, the op yesterday. Um, I mean, generally, what I'm what I'm seeing um, when I've glanced at the map as well uh, from time to time is very very slow progression like ridiculously uh, mm-hmm. slow progression and and fronts building up to not necessarily i mean granted you're not seeing bridge fights but i think that's mainly because of the way that the maps are set up at the moment where we're, we're going from east to west, uh, like, like uh, west to east and east to west rather than north and south um so i think that's why you're not seeing a lot uh, a lot more bridge fights than you normally would um because there's you know obviously bridges uh, across the river and we're going uh, long ways so you're not seeing a lot more bridge fights but what you are seeing is you're seeing a lot more static fronts with um huge no man's lands in the middle that are just like you know uh i mean it, it's good it's good for the individual soldier uh it's good combat like i had fun at the op yesterday like it you know there's there's a lot more room to maneuver between uh the static lines of defense um but what i'm seeing is that even with overwhelming firepower and even with with like ridiculous organization that we had yesterday it is still ridiculously hard to push these defenses so i can only imagine what it's like for for regular people um trying to push one of one of these massive bunker bases one of these concrete bunker bases it's just it's just not possible for them to do Here's something really interesting, Evans. You just made me think. I just thought of this now as you were talking, and uh, I don't want to bleed too much into the next thing. But one of the things I think it's really interesting about it is the defenses we fought yesterday are the exact same defenses that are available at like day one, right? Except for like AT turrets, I guess. But yeah. But but truly, you could have tier two rifle garrisons ridiculously quickly, and that persists throughout multiple days of the war, even as you continue to grind out additional tech that's supposed to make them more and more. Um, I mean achievable to bring down but even at this stage of the tech tree prior to silver hands we got light tanks on the field it's still oppressed the 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 tier two trenches are oppressively difficult i mean uh, it was even more like apparent early on in the war it was ridiculous like like i say i haven't played a lot but I, i did play a couple of hours on my own at the start of the war quite late on in the day and um i was on a front and we had an emplaced 14 14.5 14.5 machine gun that I was manning. Um, and uh, the enemy were trying to dislodge the position for well over 45 minutes. You know, they were mortar in the position, they were howitzer in the, the position, they were trying to push tanks at the position. Um, uh, sorry, it was, an, it was an anti-tank gun, not a 14.5. Um, but irrelevant. They were, they were trying to dislodge the position for a very, very long time. And the way that they eventually did it was to mass howitzer barrage it and this howitzer barrage it like it i estimate had at least four howitzers uh hammering the position for a good two three minutes you know they must have put 80 plus shells on that on that thing mm-hmm. to, to to bring it down we had that rebuilt and a new gun put in it within three minutes of it being yeah. destroyed and they did well, the that's... same thing to us yesterday that's yeah. the whole thing of this whole like Amish thing where you, you can destroy something with with good amount of coordination and skill but it just takes simply a guy with a hammer or even a shovel just to replace it almost like all, everything you just did that risks all these maneuvers instantly just wiped in under a minute just because yep. they can just hammer it back up and it's... go go reason 
Getting reports that they can't hear you, Razor, if you're talking in chat. Okay, sounds good. I'll have it set to your old mic or your new mic. Uh, but, nev but nevertheless, I mean, with, with it, within this war, I think it's obvious that, you know, the. Uh, it, and I feel anyway that it's been the vision to slow the war down, to slow the war down, to slow the war down. And. It's just not a really fun state to play the game. Like I still have fun during the ops, so to speak. Uh, and even when we don't grind out a whole lot of progress, the actual fights between one strong arm against another is still enjoyable. But I think as Razor was talking about, for those of you that missed it, he was talking about just kind of the current state that the fronts don't move uh, if you've got people defending it and people actually attacking it. Like there's, It's just not happening. It happens on the periphery in the PVE zones. Like P what what you PVE is what you actually take and make progress against. And that's just kind of a, a sad loop right now. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just um, because of the perspective that I play from, but it really feels like, and I felt like this before in, in other uh, updates as well. It's not like, yes, they are trying to slow the war down, but more than anything, they're trying to slow large organized clans down. <laughs> Um, and that's it, it. It always seems as if that is what they're trying to go for. They're trying to sort of nerf the, um, you know, quote unquote, eighty-two DK Zerg or whatever. They're yeah. trying to they're trying to nerf that way of playing. Um, it's not even but, that but, they, they've, they've, they've always defenders. It, but what always, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the defenders have always had an advantage in Foxhole, always, you know. But now it's just ridiculous. Like they've been buffed to all hell. They didn't need a buff. They need, if anything, they needed a, a debuff or whatever. But um, the the point I'm trying to make it's the, the I've I felt like this this before, and what it always always ends up happening is when they try and and slow things down or they try and make things more difficult for large organized uh, clans they always end up making it ridiculously more difficult for random players and and this is no different really mm -hmm. um it's just compounded i'd say i'd say this update has compounded uh that a hell of a lot more than it normally is like uh, the the random players now that are, are, are serious about playing and they want to push a front, like it's going to take a fucking miracle for them to do anything of significance. You know what I mean? And it's also definitely made the infantry experience really tough. Go ahead, Dirk. That's also adding the fact that they made like what forty percent of your your arsenal as infantrymen completely obsolete to even damage structures now, and it's just I mean. Things are not going to move just off just off that premise alone. Not trying to say or justify that changes was good or bad, but it's definitely something that contributes to just the stagnation of see, you know, the front line. See, uh, like I am a fan of small arms not damaging structures. I'm a fan of that. I actually like that. I think that should have been, you know, I think that sh should be a thing. You know, uh, HMGs not damaging structures. That's fine. Suppression mechanic not be. Uh, Players not being up shootout. That's great. That should be in instance uh, day one. If I, if uh, you want my opinion on it, but the um, I think where they've fallen short, and the reason why fronts are so stagnant and and front lines aren't being moved, is the tools that they have brought in to uh, buff up 
the ability for players to kill structures are not adequate for the uh, the bases that we need to attack. For instance, um, HE grenades. Like, yeah, HE HE grenades are uh, great. Uh, they're fine, you know. Uh, having a mass infantry squad run out of a foxhole or uh, a bunker base or whatever uh, to take out, that's fine. The problem is the weight. Uh, you know, when you're taking two HE grenades and your rifleman kit on top of that, you're slow as a motherfucker. So the chances of you actually making it anywhere near your target are dramatically decreased, not just by the, the approach up to the target itself, but all the infantry in between there. You know, you've got a you know, most of the time, if you're wanting to attack the enemy uh, fortification, you've got to push through infantry and then attack the enemy fortification. So if you're going into that inf initial infantry fight, slow as a motherfucker, you're going to, uh, uh, most of the time, you, you know, you're going to have dwindling numbers. You're going to lose a lot of people and things like that. And all of those things factor into it. Um, things like the spigot mortar. I, I mean, I remember last stream when we talked about the spigot mortar and i saw acted out before me yes uh, yesterday at the op exactly what i thought was going to happen to the spigot mortar the spigot mortar was pushed up into a range it was then grenaded it was then captured and then it was then taken by the enemy or destroyed i can't remember which but it, the, the point's the same it, it's absolutely fucking useless for its role um like it needs it needs a 60 meter range you know it needs it needs mortar range for it to be uh, anything resembling useful really i think well you know going off of with the siege mortar there's a lot of things right now in its first iteration that it just doesn't work like like for example the coordination of having a 6 6 meter minimum to a 25 meter maximum i do like if you know what you're doing you don't need a Parabinos to spot for this thing. You can see it. You can see it just from where you're driving it. You can know where you're gonna hit. And that's the thing is like, why do they have the aiming of this act so fucking? Oh, my bad. I mean, I'm gonna be rude, but why is it so like complicated when it's such a simple thing? And it's it's right now it's it's range. There's no need to be spotting for it. Why is it even anything remotely? It feels more like a battering ram than what it's supposed to be you know it's supposed to be a you know siege mortar to fire from a safe distance but you can't do that because a grenade is all it takes and it's real frustrating because even at day one when you finally get to unlock them well guess what grenades have already been unlocked grenade launchers are a thing so they're always going to be lobbed and gain you no matter what and in the contrary with the same thing like i got to use the ballista for all one of the first times had probably one of the most funs i had in the game but go from going from that to the siege mortar oh dude i don't i don't even want to touch those things they're just, <laughs> they're just so bad the other thing i noticed was another see, thing like confirm it dark does the siege mortar not block grenades like it seems like it formed really like the it, front of it does not block nade damage at all it feels like there might be again some people can correct me but it I know it feels like it's a buggy issue. Like there's grenades landing in front of us, and for some reason we fall down. Like I don't know if the shield is just imaginary, but it definitely feels like you die a lot more with this thing than you were to push an FMG. Because it, it feels like grenades in front of me are not protecting me from from anything. Because I feel like I'm going down a lot faster than I was. So I think I think it might be. I would say if if anyone could confirm. Like I, I definitely would feel like off the bat, 
it feels like it's there's something something's wrong there. People are dying mm -hmm. a little too fast on it. I'm gonna also ask Goody real quick to confirm if uh, you guys can hear me or not now, because I'm not sure if they can hear me or not. So Goody, please <laughs> give me a shout out if you guys can hear me now. Can anybody hear Razor? Say something, Razor. Yeah, I, I check the stream. We can hear you. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's good. Because I wasn't. Uh, okay. No, but it, now I'm robot. Yeah, like humans are great, right, but sound like a Necron right now. The humans are dead. Uh, the... <laughs> it, it's all fun and games in this stream. Apparently, I don't know what exactly is uh, going on, but. I'm going to probably just take a bit more time to, to try and figure it out. It, and, understood. Yeah. It's okay, Rez. Rez just mainly agrees and nods his head anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. If I, just, uh, just to close off with the Siege Mortar, I would just recommend either one of the two things. If they could change the aiming, chromatic to the aiming mechanic to match more of an RPG versus what it currently is now, like that'd be a plus one or simply boosting its range to at least compare with uh with like light tanks like eight, like up to 40 max 40 meters would be awesome same thing could be shared for the ballista as well because they when, when you get to situations where you have to get like roughly i would even say 30 meters in combat you're not gonna have a good time and especially when you're in a high priority target like that they're just you're just gonna get grenades and i've never really hated grenades as much as i do now <laughs> trying to push this thing up on the front and i tried to you try to do everything you try to do smoke you try to do as much as what you can but it's just it's brutal dude enough. i was watching it it was very brutal like, as soon as you push one up it's like the weatherman comes out today's forecast 100 chance of grenades and it's <laughs> over from there i mean what i've also what i've seen a great deal as well uh something that i noticed yesterday is that people are very are getting very good because the way that you can assault a structure has been narrowed uh, significantly. Yeah. So there's a, like the way that you used to be able to attack something uh, were quite varied because you had a lot more things to to attack it with small arms, you know, blah blah blah. Um, now you can only attack it with certain types of equipment that has narrowed the playing field of how to attack things. So developed quite simple but very effective tactics at, at uh, dealing with things like I saw yesterday uh, I was taking my squad and we were smoking up uh, as usual as we as we've done for years and then we were, we were going in uh, and we were attempting to throw our HE grenades at the target um, first time fine second time there was a guy waiting for us there with a perfectly cooked grenade that landed in the smoke as we ran into it. Uh, and this proceeded to be a running theme um, mm -hmm. through, throughout the op, really. Like, every time you'd smoke up, there'd be guys running into the smoke, countercharging you with bayonets or whatever, um, you know, or throwing frag grenades directly into it without hesitation. There was, there was no uh, lapse in that throughout the entire thing. So I have, I have a... An idea that like this has become more commonplace ever since uh, this update came out, and and that and the way of attacking defensive form, uh, de defensive structures has has narrowed. And even look, we go back to that. Let's say you finally get that infantry push, and you're successful destroying that structure. But then guess what? If you don't have the momentum to 
keep that thing going, guess what? They're gonna they're gonna start rebuilding that. And that's the thing is like you have your whole infantry squad catered just for this this push alone because if you don't have enough to kill it, then you just either that that wave charge becomes for nothing, or you have to do it again with bigger or stronger tools. And it's just like you know, let's say when you when you finally destroy it, half your remaining squad still has a bunch of HEs on them. What what can they do? It's like you know what I mean. And yeah. that's just a frustration of when you finally pull these things off, it feels good for that good half a millisecond, and then when you get finally wiped, they you know the the Amish the Amish people come in and start. <laughs> <laughs> Job's done, and, and it's like, oh well, we're back at this again, guys. And it's just, it's just heart, heart aching, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I, I didn't really want to, I just wanted to get this guy's question because he he asked one. We got Lord of the Realm asking uh, our, our opinions on suppression and have we used it this war? Have, have you guys ever suppressed a position and allowed HE in? I mean, it's it's really in our context it's not as valuable again because you have to keep in mind i can see in very narrow small squads light like medium medium light defenders where that could be helpful and useful but in our fronts you're having to suppress three or four different defenses and you've got infantry not only in those defenses but you know 5 to 10 infantry around those defenses i don't have the bullets to spare to put them into wasted damage to suppress a defense because that's not the problem. We're better off smoking it or ignore, or, or frankly not contesting it because it's too hard of a target to hit. So I don't think the suppression mechanic is at all relevant in larger scale contexts and fights. I could see it in very, very small contexts where you're in like a 2v2 and you're fighting over a foxhole. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's it's really, really not not even relevant at large scale. I mean, attempting to... Like I'm just trying to put myself in a scenario where you would suppress more than, you know four things at once the coordination that you would need for that is just off the fucking scale you know what i mean like yeah well and it, again you're talking rifle garrisons in our case here like i mean i'm not mm. going to spend the time on like killing foxholes we can kill foxholes without even suppressing it i'll just run up with three eyes on a foxhole and just we'll just take care of it yeah but, but it, uh, rifle garrison is holding business when when you think about like having to suppress a rifle garrison that's like four hmgs and then you need uh, people to protect those people with the HMGs. Yeah. Uh, then you need people running in with the HE grenades. You know, it's just like it just starts becoming exactly. ridiculous. You know what I mean? It's, oh, and by the way, you, you need thirty-six HE grenades. <laughs> no, no, not exaggerating. It's, it's, by the way, <laughs> it's crazy because it's like in that in that scenario, and I've seen it before. It's like you have more already. You already have four guys committed into one location that's only going to suppress one out of like the ten other AIs that are going to stop you. You get me? And it's like, and then it's not even adding the fact to the infantry manning the defenses or even nearby that are not going to let you just walk up while it's, this thing is suppressed. And it's just like, it, it's it's so it's so rough. Mm. I mean, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm all I'm all for things being challenging, and I'm all all for things being hard. But when you're presented with something like that that has no, not only no apparent weakness, but when you do eventually grind it down um, with artillery or with a mass HE charge or whatever, or a combination of the, of the two, which is more common, um, like you said, it's, it's just it's not worth it because skill. as soon as you are pushed back, then it's you know it's rebuilt within a matter of minutes, brutal. and it's just it's just brutal. Um, I think. 
Um, we've talked think, enough yeah. about the, uh, the the current what. If I will give one 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 last shout out to Gotti that I agree with him. From my in my opinion, HEs are literally only usable against foxholes and watchtowers. Personally yeah. speaking, agreed. Do uh, do watchtowers not take small arms anymore? No, no. Oh my god. I'm going to do another attempt here. Hopefully, I'm not robotic anymore. I'll move the slide as well. Still Can robotic. Anybody... Still robotic. That... Got it. Yeah, sound better. Sound better. Does yeah. he sound better? I did not. I did not understand that he sound better. Is, it, is he a robot still, guys? He's better. A, a bit okay. better. Well, I'll probably have to oh. investigate after this. Man. I just wanted to say one thing before. I know we, were, we wanted to close out on the current war. I just wanted to say, I know they removed pillboxes and gun nests. But I feel like they're still there. They're just replaced with rifle gears. <laughs> yeah, rifle yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just the same thing. Why the fuck did they? I, I, I really wish they didn't really remove pillboxes. I think they had a place. Well, yeah, we won't get into that. Moving on. So, shout out, Joffrey of the press corps has gracefully, you know, gave us a shout out in one of his recent dark press corps streams, and it was, you know, it, like thank you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's 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 refreshing to uh, to know that he actually uh, w uh, watches this and, and listens to us to tell you the truth. I'll hopefully they can hear me good enough to to go on to this. So uh, we, I've discussed with the guys if we want to show um, what happened, but we just we just figured it's way too long. This segment is about twenty five minutes long. So and yeah. I, Putting bits of it wouldn't really be fair because then you would miss a lot of context. So I'm just we're just gonna probably summarize it a bit and we'll give you a link if you guys want to watch it. And uh, we also do encourage you guys to watch uh, watch press corps because this there's a lot of um, of good stuff in there, especially when uh, when they get the devs on and people have the opportunity to actually uh, ask them questions Talk. directly. Yeah. It's it's a good medium. I mean, if you guys are in the U.S. time zone, you might even be able to participate yourselves. For Europeans, it's a bit hard because, like, I personally, you know, I have. I'll talk about it in a second. Yeah, I have my own personal uh, grudge. Let's say that, that I would want an answer for, but it's really late for Europeans. It's like for me, it's like 3 a.m. or something like that. Um, but going back to to what happened in in the stream um, in the Introduction of uh, these interviews that Joffrey uh, basically does with the uh, with the devs, he he asks them some questions first after opening it up to the public, right? And um, one of the questions was uh, basically uh, a clip of uh, of our stream here, uh, a little <laughs> a little uh, cut of um, when we were discussing basically about how um, they don't really listen to uh, like to the to the community in the way that we feel we are being listening to um, and you know the general idea was that especially for them having a community manager it doesn't feel like that you know his work has a lot of impact into putting the feedback into the game or presenting it to them and you know Mark's response was pretty long and hard to, uh, you know, like, I don't know, decipher, I would say, probably. But one thing I kind of want to go on and clarify, because he sort of understood it as if 
we all are some sort of royalties and we're waiting for KFC to come to our doorstep and be like, uh, kind sirs, would you mind, uh, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> telling us uh, about your grievances? And that's definitely not the way, at least I saw it. It's not KFC running around from leader to leader or from clan to clan to get gather feedback from us. It's more of a, you know, at least in my view, it's a more of a, him establishing some sort of, I don't want to say shortlist, but at least some sort of concept of what people that are, uh, you know, legitimate to give feedback, if, 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 uh, if that makes uh, any sense, you know, like make a short list of people that they should listen to at least, or I don't know, make some sort of, you guys remember round tables, uh, probably most of you from FOD that, you know, where, where Mark would go and everybody could join, but that was extremely open. It wasn't bad. It, it, it just like, it, it just feel like it, it, it's a medium where anybody and everybody can join and that, that's not always good for feedback. I would argue that's actually counterproductive for feedback, if you ask me. The to your point, the role of the community manager is to harvest feedback from the community and, and we've got some concerns that that's big done. And that's not just about us in general, but there are things that are brought up by, I think, prominent members of the community all over the place, not not, not exclusive to us, that, that don't apparently get attention from the developers and we feel that, that, that that's a shortcoming, that's an opportunity. I think that's what, I mean, maybe part of what Razor's trying to get at. Yeah, it's basically just the idea of, you know, getting the opinion from people that matter. And I know it's it's a huge debate about who are these people that matter, but in my opinion, it's it's not crazy to think that, you know, uh, a defined amount Razor. of people have the veterancy to, you know, to give proper feedback, right? I've devoted over 2,000 hours of my life to this fucking game. <laughs> my opinion matters. Yeah. And, and so does everybody else's that exactly. have devoted hundreds and hundreds of hours to this game. You know what I mean? That is where they should start at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> at least start at the playtime. So, like, they, they know that the people expressing these opinions haven't been playing it for a month. And you can you can put things in context from previous patches and where the game has been developed from and where it's going, you know what I mean? Well, everybody, I just, everybody comes, uh, Godi, to, to your response. It's just like, um, what I'm trying to address is Mark basically saying, there's too many people, the community is huge. There's no way we can listen to everybody and pull it into the game and so on and so forth. That's what uh, that's what Mark's saying, and that's a valid point in itself, right? They can't listen to each individual player. And another thing that Mark was saying was, um, you know, in the morning he gets feedback that uh, the silver hand is uh, too OP, right? And then in the evening he gets feedback that the silver hand, uh, you know, needs uh, to be nerfed, right? From different people giving him feedback, and you know, he was arguing that. Because of that, there's no way for them to like how to listen to everybody, how to decide. Uh, yeah, you but know, which like the way that we put it to them was that you know the community manager should go to the clans and ask. So then you get in the opinion of a, a group of people all into one uh, voice. You know what I mean? So you could like say, for instance, just uh, they send KFC to talk to you, and we have have a meeting. 
and we uh, put together a document of everything that we want to say to KFC. Uh, and then you go and have a chat with him privately on your own. And then he, he gets all of that feedback from that entire group of people from one person. So that actually narrows down the workload for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is just like, this is what blows my mind because they're actually making it harder for themselves to gather feedback the way that they do it. And this is sort of the point that uh, we needed to make. I'm, I'm glad that you made that, Avitus, because that's basically what the suggestion was. That this is what Mark uh, didn't understand, I guess, right? We, we were in no way expecting KFC to start DMing every individual, you know, veteran of the community and being like, hello, would you like to donate some feedback for Clapford? No, it, it was in an organized manner. And to, to evolve a bit on Avitus's point, even before, if you guys remember, and I know some of the more veteran people remember, uh, with the help of Eagle Sword from CL, we had these meetings with, you know, like uh, clan representatives. And I, I know Mark Foot, uh, joined for one of them. But that's not the point. The point is, as I have to say, you don't even need to make it that broad. You just need to, uh, you know, just ask people ask clans, ask groups, and ask people in general to uh, put their ideas together and, you know, just agree on, on some key points instead of, like you were saying, instead of you going to each individual player and trying to do that, let the players try and do that for, on their own and, uh, you know, say, well, this is... Uh, this group, we are uh, a group that is this strong, and this is what, uh, you know, like, this is our, our point of view, you know. If you, and again, I can't stress this enough, I don't feel like uh, anybody saying or giving feedback one way or the other needs to have priority in the face of one random dude giving feedback. No, but it, it's, it's just important they hear it. Is what I'm it's saying. Not, it's, it's not about it's. I, I wasn't referring to priority, really. Yeah. But, no. uh, I was more referring to the fact that, like, surely somebody who sunk a lot of hours into the game would have a more uh, knowledgeable and prudent feedback than to someone who hasn't played the game for a great deal of time. You know what I mean? And to answer your question, Goddy, once you pass the hundred hundred hour mark, dude, you, you know. You should know enough about the game to, to give a, a, an honest opinion on it. So, anyway, just to wrap up, um, I already put the link in chat. I'll probably put it when we update on YouTube. I'll make sure to make it um, to make it uh, in the description there, so you guys can watch it. Uh, again, huge thanks to to Joffrey. Thank you and, for the follow you, um, I, I'm also gonna, you know, propose another question for him. I'm gonna probably DM him and. And Discord as well about it because he seems to have better luck with uh, getting Mark and, and the devs to to answer questions. Yeah. I would do it myself honestly, but like I said, it's it's impossible to attend to that sort of hours. And the one thing uh, I've been uh, you know trying to to get people's attention on, and I've been receiving mostly uh, no no answers from the devs is uh, the repair mechanic, which we've been discussing for a great deal of, uh, of time in here. And um, I, I, you know, I don't even know how to add more to it. Like, uh, there's a video, I'll probably link it to Joffrey as well, the, the one with the battle tanks. It's not of defenses, but it makes sense. Like, if it works for vehicles, it's, it works for... It works, because it's yeah. the exact same thing. 
it's next principle and i think it's it's preposterous that it's so easy to to repair still after so much feedback and the the thing that really frustrates me the most is i think it's a change that is way more uh, accessible for them than other changes mm -hmm. right it's 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 literally tweaking some numbers and i know i know i already see what mark's going to say you know on on paper it sounds simple to tweak some numbers but in reality you need to you know take into account that one thing affects the other and so on and so forth but at this point i'm going to be honest i don't think even if they nerf it to to the other side where repairing is almost impossible at least you'd have some sort of change like at this point i'm i'm willing to to take that to risk try it. as long as there's some change to it, right? It's, That's it's the whole point of early access is, so you, you know, you get to do these crazy changes. You know what? Let's let's try a current patch with, you know, like, okay, you know what? You can't repair vehicles unless, you know, like, it's not in combat for, like, let's just say 30 seconds. See how that works out. If it doesn't, I mean, you you at least tried. You get to hear everyone's opinions. You You'll hear a loud majority if it's if it's something is horrible you'll hear a lot of people complaining about it i mean i i, I get that the i get that the game's early access and i don't know how many times i've heard that you know what i mean and i i almost feel as if whenever anything comes up where they're being criticized for something it always uh, tends to come around back around and think well don't panic guys the game's in early access it's not always going to be like this the final version will be fixed. Yeah, well, I'm not really start at, like believing that, and a lot of people aren't. Uh, and that's the reason why a lot of people are kicking up a lot of fuss right now. So the end product isn't what we're left with, you know, when the, when the game gets abandoned or whatever. So I wasn't planning to go into this, but I'm gonna shortly go into it because we got here. Um, actually, in the last dev stream, uh, Markfoot said uh, pretty clear that for him, at least, uh, the game being in early access is not an excuse for uh, uh, game-breaking bugs, I think he, it was the the way he expressed it. And I, I believe that we just don't agree on what game-breaking bugs is because I... Or are, sorry, uh, because like, I, I, can, I can name to you right now a, a great deal of game-breaking bugs that are in the game and uh, the game is in early access. And according to him, he says that's not the case. Um, I'll probably try and get some video of it so we can demonstrate it. On the top of the list, and what frustrated me the most recently was the uh, um, the armor car, the new ones, right? The uh, heavy armor cars, right? With the 40 million on it. It's slow. Okay, I understand that. It's perfectly normal to be slow. But do you guys know that it cannot go up a hill? Like, literally try it if you don't believe me. Take one and try to go up a, a steep hill. Uh, I, I realized this in, in Overlook from, from Latch going up towards Overlook, but I'm, I'm sure there's more points in the world where you can find steep hills like this. And it's literally going to stop in the, <laughs> in the middle of the incline and you're not going to be able to move it. Now, this is where we probably can't agree. For me, that's a game-breaking bug. The fact that you have an armored car and it has car in its name and cannot go up a hill on a road, very important, this is on a road. If it would have been off-road, I would be okay. Well, you know, it's off-road. Maybe it makes sense because, you know, it's not designed to go uh, like a mountain goat on, 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 on hills, right? But on a road, a vehicle that has car in its name and cannot 
go up a road is just it's game breaking. I'm sorry for me that's game breaking. I can't put it anywhere else. To go on the same point, if you try and go downhill with it, the only way to stop it is to jump out of the vehicle because the actual brakes of the thing won't stop you. It will stop you only after you drop like 10, 20, 30 meters down from, from the position you, you left, right? So that's that's game-breaking to me again. And I'll, I'll I'll be honest, I'll probably scavenge a bit through my uh, recordings and I'll put a few more things together to 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 show that uh, uh, you know the, the this game breaking idea <laughs> it's actually being uh, you know broken a lot of times in in, in, in my mind and it's, he claims that that's not the case. You know, it's it's really frustrating when I hear stuff like that because it's like like when like logically i'm not a game developer at all but just me logically thinking about this if i was if i had a new vehicle that was coming in uh, in uh, foxhall the first one of the first things i'd do if i didn't have public testing because we know they don't have that anymore so would you not just get like one of the team to just get in the vehicle and drive it around for a few hours on the map to see if it runs into any trouble you know what i mean it's like where did they drive it did they drive it around a town and say that's okay to like, it in. all it literally it literally would just take them like a cut like two hours two hours of time to just drive around the roads in in foxhall and if they encounter any problems at all then it's like right uh we need to do something about it if they if they did just drove it around for a little bit, they would eventually run into an incline and they would have found that out for themselves. So that just tells me that they don't do any testing at all. To, and to your point, I just recently saw a truck hitting an invisible thing on the middle of the road and just like freaking out, just like going nuts for like 20 to 20 seconds. Again, it's it's it depends on what, how you define it. For me, that's game breaking. I'm sorry, I can't define that in any other way. If I'm driving a truck with, uh, you know, important cargo, right, and I hit that invisible obstacle in the middle of the road, and that allows uh, the enemy faction to catch up with me or to kill me and take my cargo, you broke my game. <laughs> that does make sense. I hope it does, because like that's how I see it. Yeah. Because uh, again, uh, and I'll probably make sure we we show this clip, but not right now. I'm probably gonna make a nice montage of it. Um, you know, Mark says that no, there's there's no game breaking stuff in the game right now, and it, he says there's no excuse for it in in uh, in basically in early access. Right? Please mention the sound issues that Gotti just brought up. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just one second. I, I we definitely need to 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 put yeah. a, a finger on this. Like the amount of people dying of heart attacks on the front line in this new patch <laughs> is crazy. Like literally happens to everybody you're just like walking in a moment and the second moment you're just on the floor bleeding out you don't know what happened and that's because of invisible bullets and there's no sounds of the shots there's no tracers again game breaking for us i know but i i, I have a feeling that i know what's behind this because i have a feeling that it all comes down to how you define a game breaking bug yeah so can you load up Foxhole? Can you get into the world? <laughs> then the game's not broken, is it? And stop moaning. 
You know well, what I mean? I really I, hope that's not the case. I guess, I just... I, I'm, I'm guessing that is that is what he's getting at with, if you can get into the game and you can get into a vehicle and drive and mine and shoot and, and stuff like that, then it's not it's not broken. The game's not broken. But if you play the game and you understand the mechanics and you know certain things happen, you lose a barge, you lose a tank on a crossing, uh, you lose supplies, you run into invisible walls, blah, 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 you go into a water with a truck, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on. But uh, then, uh, then you'd you'd find that uh, those things are game breaking. But they don't like I've said it, you know, a million times. They don't play their own fucking game, so they don't know. I just again, and I, I intend to definitely uh, put proof to to what I'm saying uh, from from what God is saying with the invisible shots. We have clips of that. Um, I'll I'll even go around my video archive because I know I have a lot of other bugs I didn't really uh, put in any videos or I didn't have time to report or whatever. But you know my bottom line is it's it's a huge exaggeration to say uh, you know there's no game breaking stuff in there or that you know like even the fact that he said that. He doesn't agree that uh, early access games uh, are okay to have game-breaking bugs because we've been through one game-breaking bug to another in this game since I've been starting playing it. Remember last update with the binos? You couldn't use binos anywhere because like you, you would get stuck and people would need to kill you or you would need to return to home region. That's game-breaking. <laughs> I can't use my binos on a vehicle. For any commander of any vehicle, they're going to tell you. Like, did you guys know that World Navy was spotting off of barges for the gunboats? How oh game-breaking is that? Think about it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I really hope, you know, <laughs> he, he looks back to, to what he said there and he realizes it's, it's just silly. It's silly to me. I'm going to be honest. Right. Uh, should we move on? Because, like, we've been... Oh, yes. Yes, we should, because we are drastically behind. So um, I'll explain really quick what I'm referring to here. Um, another interesting point that Mark made is AT turrets and foxholes are considered relic buildings by the dev team, which basically means they want to get rid of them. That's the, you know, the direct explanation of it, right? So they're not their life okay. in the game is uh, it, it, their, their days are numbered, and uh, they're gonna be removed in favor of more uh, fitting Robust. fitting replacements that would be incorporated in the uh, basically in the bunker game because that's the, the bunker trench game where you're gonna have more replacements more toys to play with um, right. I'm extremely scared about this not necessarily about the 82 but about the foxhole because and um, so they wanted to remove foxholes from foxholes from foxhole yeah foxhole Hang on. From foxhole. so <laughs> what what they want to remove foxholes from foxhole <laughs> not completely remove it but they're saying like you know foxhole and the AT tur are one of the last relic buildings from the previous like they haven't well, really had much you know not saying they're removing the whole they, concept of a they, foxhole they i thought they were removing them and the, uh, uh, same they thing here foxholes. they can't remove foxholes that's ridiculous what it, like so yeah. stop calling the game foxhole and just call it bunker base <laughs> 
I mean, okay, so right, let's uh, let's go play some bunker base, guys. So the vision, I think, for this, as yeah. I understand it, is that because the comment that was made with this is that they want player versus player environments and not player versus environment. And so they're envisioning, you know, I think what, what this is telling me in my head is that they're envisioning once they get through this early access process and they go alpha, that this game is going to be so good and so strong that it's going to have a healthy player base to maintain that vision of player on player conflict 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we won't have to worry about PVE anymore because there's going to be enough players to sustain those fronts. That's what I'm hearing. Um, yeah. I think that's ambitious, but I think that's what they're going for. That sounds about right. And yeah, I just like the way I read it is they're going to be removed at some point, which is going to be extremely weird. Uh, who knows? Maybe they keep Foxhole as a novelty, uh, novelty item. I, I hope, so, because it's going to be very weird to I call I think they might function. just give it a re relook and rechange on what it is and what a factual uh, foxhole actually is. Like, yeah, I if, mean, if in, in go... all retrospect, in all retrospect, foxhole physically, literally, all it is is a hole dug in the ground. Yeah, and it doesn't cost anything, it costs you a shovel. And yeah. in foxhole, you have a shovel, but you can't make a foxhole. You know what I mean? Like, use a hammer. But I'm just saying, I think they want to go for something a little more like an, an organic thing, you know, not just like plop, plop a, you know, not easy win, but, you know, an instant something like that. I think that's what they're trying to more go away with. Like, okay, you put this, there you go, 360 degree coverage. So my point would be that if they actually make it so you dig your foxhole with your shovel and, and just modify it like that, I think that would be pretty cool, right? I don't think anybody would mind that as long as they replace it with something functional. But again, like I said, I think it kind of implies that it's not going to have AI. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yeah, I know that's what I'm hearing. If you guys want to add anything on this, I think this is pretty straightforward. We did feel like it was worth mentioning because it's, it's a huge direction in, in, in what Kaz is saying. Like you're basically saying, like we have enough population to run this game as a full, uh, you know, PVP all the time. There's no risk of, or like the risk of people just like, you know, taking over stuff when nobody's around is minimal. So we can, you know, we, we can safely say uh, we don't need active defenses. Uh, like I will say that the removal of AT turrets without something adequate to replace them is going to be really, really like a, the colonials are going to be very sad at that point. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's, AT turrets are very significant roadblocks for the wardens. Yeah, more so now without the battle tanks because battle tanks were really good at removing them. Light but tanks even with so the much. BTs, they were they were still stumbling blocks that really slowed down armored yeah. advances. Even with BTs, like imagine when you all you got to do is hold W. You know what I mean? Like, ugh, well, you have scary. the bunker AT, but that's not as scary. I mean. Yeah, no, no. And not nearly as prolific. You don't have some dude randomly drooling on his keyboard and putting AT turrets everywhere. Those <laughs> are premeditated. Yeah. I'm looking forward for the AT turret one. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I hate AT turrets. They're just as, you know, they're, I don't know. Very cost efficient. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, that's just, a, they're just too easily spammable. That's just like, you just plop one. Well, guess what? There's 20 more there on their way. And it's just like, uh, I don't know. Especially with the new changes too, just can't really like if you don't have anything with strong enough power, you're not going to regain rid of anything. 
So we go good for the next slide. Yeah, I would say we should move on because uh, kind of covered it. So um, this is like a tradition by now, you know, where we look a bit on what we predicted for for the update and what happened. And I think we sort of ran in a few of them. I know Dark already talked about the siege tank a lot because now he got to, to to play with it and he kind of covered that. Um, an important part that needs discussing is the uh, light tank destroyer, the the new mm -hmm. sniper tank that the colonials got. Um, I'm gonna be frank. I I feel like my prediction was <laughs> was pretty okay. I'm I feel like it's probably a bit more broken than I was expecting it to be. But wait, wait, wait! You 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 are not worried about this thing. At all, Razor. Yeah, no, well, not, it, it, any of you boys can quote me on this. I'm pretty sure Razor was. You were decisively unconcerned about this, and, Razor. <laughs> again, the only thing. Is he I, trying to claim I'll, glory again? I'll admit, the only thing I'll admit I, I fucked up a bit on is I wasn't expecting it to be that fucking fast like that. <laughs> that's fucking lighting. That, yeah. It's like they but got. That's not your fault either. Yeah. Um, but. You know, like on on the other hand, I still stand by the claim that silver hands are gonna eat them up for breakfast, dinner, and lunch. Like, <laughs> no. And so problem. far, that seems to be playing out in real time. I mean, even pre-silver hand, we demonstrated yesterday that you could still go with those things, and they are strong. Like, and and, and I think that I don't even know where they went so wrong. I think that the like where a lot of people probably went wrong in their expectations, and where you were right, I will give you credit on this, is that the decrewing of those things is an oppressively strong drawback. To the uh, yeah, yeah, to the equipment, uh, I I saw tons of them decrew yesterday, and it was a nightmare for the colonial teams trying to man and maneuver them. And um, shout out to uh, shout out to Fuzzy, who uh, managed to get a frag grenade into one of them, and he was super <laughs> yeah. excited about it. And 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 to 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 your guys' point, like the way the fight went yesterday, we had uh, our light tanks, and then we had. So one LT destroyer was with Shiv, ours. Gas had two of them. Then there was another one that I think Wolfgang or somebody else. So we had like <laughs> a, around four of them on our side. They were fighting their own tanks for most of the time. And, you know, LTs were just like being like mouse traps. You know, <laughs> they were going. I will, I, I will say that the Colonials are using them effectively. Well, at least the ones that I saw yesterday, they were using them effectively. They're building them in, into in-place uh, positions behind the main line, and they're there firing at tanks that are approaching on roads and stuff like that. Very impressive to see, well, and that's exactly how they need to be used. Um, they're also extremely fucking good at finishing off damaged tanks that are just on the front line. Yeah, that's basically where they shine, actually. That's yeah, the nickname the Reaper comes in. They just come in <laughs> and sweep away. Yeah, the Reaper. Yeah, I remember. We we discussed that name, didn't we? Yeah. So, Reaper. in the same breath as you say that, when the first iterations, when the first ones finally, when they unlocked the tech tree of it in uh, Reaching Trail, they were using them as if they were light tanks. And that's how I think a good chunk of wardens were able to just reclaim them and use them against them. And that was just like, it, it, it was kind of interesting because the fact that they just like, okay, we're going to treat it as if it was a light tank. And they're just replacing it as if it was a light tank. It's current iteration right now. I don't blame them because it has like all the pluses. The only minus is your ass is covered or not covered. And it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's crazy to me that, uh, 
their mindset is to just treat it as if it was like a normal 40 millimeter gun or their, their, their standard light tank. But overall, my, my, I, I generally, I love the vehicle, even in the enemy's hands. Like I, I think it's, it's cool. a, this has a perfect spot for them. Like it, it's a very good fun vehicle to fight against. It's, it's a pesky, but you know what? It, it's something that I feel like they needed something like that for a while now. So it's like here you go. Well, it fits the fits the faction if it's pe- pesky. So <laughs> cool <in> the <laughs> pesky nuisance. We're, we're gonna see how the rest of this war like because really this topic is gonna be more interesting to talk about once we see the rest of the war play out. See if the prediction of and it seems to be going this way already. Uh, Silverhands hit the field and the Colonials have suffered. I've been having a hard twenty four hours. Um, That's a strange so. thing too because we we'll see if it's stabilized on that. I, I, like, I'll keep my position on this. The acceleration of the Silver Hand is no match even for that fast-paced tank. It, yeah, it, maybe I was expecting it to be like not as fast. I am going to concede that point. But still, um, and uh, like I'm thinking, remember, this is the first time the Wardens have encountered these vehicles. So people are still a bit shaky about what's working, what's not. People are still trying stuff. They're trying howitzers, mortars, grenade launchers. <laughs> They're trying stickies, AG grenades, all of that stuff. But slowly and surely, I like I assure you guys, especially the veterans are going to get that down to a T exactly where to land, what to land to decrew that thing as fast as possible and either eat it out of existence or steal it. I got the best solution right now. I tried it. I tried it last night when I was playing with, with a couple of a couple of guys. If you get two mortars, both loaded with shrapnel, and just in a straight line behind you, you have one guy behind you, or you can even do like one guy in front and one guy behind you. And as long as you're in a in a straight line and you aim at the back end of the op- of exposed area with the shrapnel rounds, you will decrew them. Like it would just be an, an empty tank after your first volley. I did it with a solo mortar. I found one in the field with four shrapnel shells in it and murdered some poor bastard just sitting in the middle of his defenses with it and just killing them in the repairs. And the guys, they were over and like the ants, four or five shrapnel shells caused so much havoc for them. It's ridiculous. So they've fixed the shrapnel shell now. Uh, it's good at suppressing from what I understand. It's really good right. at that. Um, to to that point, I just because like I really like that story from Holland. Maybe you guys read it or not with yeah, Antrixen yeah. in the uh, half track and everyone. It's <laughs> ridiculous. It, it's so fucking funny. So what happened was Holland and Antrixen were in a, a mortar half track, right? And suddenly uh, a tank destroyer rushed them and disabled them. And Antrixen, you know, quickly uh, on his feet thought, let's let me fire some shells, see if I can. <laughs> I can hit it. And without any coordinates or anything, he fires a few mortar shells and decrews the crews the tank. They repair, they get out of there, and friendly is also still the tank from the colonel. Oh my god. <laughs> so, oh my god. I hope that guy got a medal for that. Jesus. I mean he got way worse than that. He got promoted to officers, huh? <laughs> oh good god. Uh, it wasn't only because of that. Uh, Antroxen also is a, a monster of Lodgy. He's one of the most hardworking Lodgy in, in this faction. And I said that. Well, and... that explains it. Beginner's look for the Lodgy boy. <laughs> it was it was crazy good. I, I really enjoyed that little story for Holland. And I'm really happy he shared it with everybody. 
Right, you guys think, oh, uh, probably bomb lovers real quick, Dark, just just to get them under, because that's the one, and we call it bomb lovers because Dark is work, so. <laughs> bomb lovers, yeah, they're definitely best used in the hands of the Grots, being the colonials, so that way it's just a waste of shirts for them, you know. Suffers from the same thing as the FMG status, I feel like there is probably a bug related to their shield, as they don't protect you at all, but uh, overall not impressed performs nearly as expected it's 25 meter range like the fact that you can downrange it to six meters why would you ever like why would you ever not have it preset to just always 250 you, you get what i mean it's like what's the point of of aiming down that i think doesn't it damage the, I, I don't know if i if that's correct i think it can damage the vehicle if you fire from that minimum it splash is not nearly as impressive as you thought it would but for some reason, it will splash and trigger AT turrets. Learn that the hard way. But let's say if you have a bunch of infantry, it's not gonna, it's not gonna do anything you think it would do. And it's just, uh, it's a bit, it's a bit underwhelming. Comparing it to the ballista, like, it's just like driving that, and you see like a bunch of siege mortars while you're in a ballista. It's like, ha, huh, peasants, out of my way. <laughs> Time to show you what a real man can do. <laughs> Stand <laughs> aside, peasants. Yeah, overall, I mean, it was it was first. It was a nice little hype, but then knowing that there was going to be the same thing as literally like the ballista, I'm like eh, you know what? It's like they need to go back on the drawing board with the with these vehicles. Like you know, it's like what what's the, what's the pro other than? Oh, it's cheap and easy to use, and well, not really. It's just going to cause people more frustrations bringing it across the field. I'm really glad that we took it on like, shake. I mean, what we've tried two or two ops with it now. Yeah, it's just it, yeah. it's just the, the simple fact that a grenade exists in Foxhole. Well, you will not be able to use this effectively or even at all in an active front. You could try doing whatever you want to do: throw smoke, try suppressing the other side. It's just it's not going to work as well right now currently implemented right now it's not going to work well for you you're going to be stressing on this 30 armat vehicle you get, you get what mm -hmm. i mean like you die you just like oh gotta got crew back guys but it's just i don't know it suffers the same thing the fmg has the thing that really doesn't make sense to me is uh, the one we were discussing earlier in the officers meeting where uh it, this thing basically does more damage to the concrete bunkers than the wooden bunkers so it's basically you know like uh, we're fighting lower level shit but the thing is not effective enough because it's made for higher level shit <laughs> it's like it makes no sense what it's do you the mean? thing like, so that way it's so that way if they put a certain damage threshold like it can but essentially like annihilate i get you don't come from if it does i, like, I get that five dark, shots. as as we were discussing earlier about the amish that come in and rebuild everything oh, yeah. in two oh, minutes yeah. You know, it doesn't. It, it, I I don't know. I just feel like it's really really silly. And the point of introducing a early game vehicle is to deal with early game threats. Why would you uh, introduce a, an early to mid game vehicle that is good against late game threats? How is that? What sort of? Who's thinking this? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like. Can I ask a question? How much? Uh, armats is it for one of these spigot mods? It's it's only thirty, I think thirty, thirty-five, I think thirty-five. Thirty five just one. Amazing. So they're cheap. It, well, it's dirt cheap, but when you consider that you can get seven RPGs for that, 
Yeah. Is it still cheap? The, the exactly, exactly. Yes, that's the thing yeah. is, there's better things to use it. The thing is, and, if, even if it's cheap, the ammo is not cheap. Klaus can tell you. <laughs> well, understand. well, that that just that just highlights the point. How how many RPG shells do you get for one one of the spigot mortar shells? And how does that translate to damage on buildings? Because RPGs aren't bad damage for buildings, you know. Um, like I was, I was taking my entire squad out yesterday with RPGs, and we were just clearing mass defenses with them. Yeah, RPG basically takes a different resource, so you can really have a good uh, one-on-one. Oh, does it? Right. But okay. also, well, I don't know. RPGs kind of lock, unlock later a bit possible depending on oh, how the faction text the main thing is using it the main thing is using it in a pvp setting is real hard like but, let's let's go back to like they want it to be we want things to be more pve or pvp versus pve this vehicle is only a pve vehicle yeah. you'll only get like 120 efficiency when there's no one to stop you exactly and that's if you're in even terrain by the way i haven't even got to the topic of if you go in attacking high ground structures you, you got to just put that thing in the back because you won't be able to fire it. If you have to go any incline, you're pretty much shortening your range by 50, by at least 10 meters. And it's just, it's, it's so awful that like, again, I call it, it's just more of a battering ram than any form of any indirect fire. And the current way of how you aim it is just stupidly complicated. Just make it into like how you're going to fire an RPG. And that's just an easy fix right there. But I would just say my, my, my suggestions would be, Increase the the range to at least you know I would say at least forty five meters and then because again it and it, take some damage it, off right take some damage off of it yeah it I would be to. perfectly happy if it's like you know because I know the issue is gonna be oh it's gonna be doing too much damage either make it inaccurate like a Howie like you know it fires but you know what it's not firing accurately or it does less damage too like anything right now is like because right now this current iteration of it is it's just not it's not fun to use it's not really yeah. Leaves leaves something else wanting to be desired than you know, but other than that, I'm I'm looking forward to its different iterations of it. If you get what I mean, like what they will tweak if they tweak, it could be very good. But right now, I mean, it's in 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 every conceivable way, uh, it's bad at its job. You know what I mean? Like it, it's got no redeeming qualities. You know what I mean? Like even its damage, yeah, it does good damage against buildings but things uh that cost less can do more damage you know what i mean like and and involve less risk involve less risk as well you know what i mean so even it's one redeeming factor that it does a, a decent amount of damage to buildings is sort of negated by the fact that you you get safer options that do more damage <laughs> you know what i mean so it's it's just all round terrible i got a question though i haven't really tried this myself does anyone have the answer for this if you throw a smoke and you put the the bomb lava in the in the smoke and you fired an at rifle garrison will it turn and fire at you in the smoke uh we didn't try it but uh, from similar experience i'm pretty sure it's gonna fire back i don't think yeah uh, i think it does i don't think it gives a shit about smoke if you aggro it (laughs) nothing that's the funny thing is like what's the point of using that because Again, you're at 25 meter range, and if an AT rifle garrison fires at you, keep in mind tanks fire at 40 meters, and it still fires back and even going even further. 
So it's like, you know, what what type of death sentence are you giving yourself once you fire at this on a structure that has a, uh, you know, an AT on it? Well, exactly as I predicted, in the only use for this thing in in my eyes is clearing already deactivated bunker bases. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I see that exactly. What you're saying is, I would probably say, and like, even okay, then, guys. even then, why would you do that? Even then, only if one is lying around and only if there happens to be a few shells in a town hall nearby. That is the only time I would consider using it. It's way easier to just get satchels and exactly easier to exactly. transport. No and more effective. And more effective. And more damage. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's that's the whole thing. It's just you're just paying for that five seconds of not you know, not paying for the 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 timing and then the delay. It's just fire and that's it. Like, but even then, it's like doesn't do its job nearly as well as you need it to be and it needs definitely it needs to be going back on the drawing board and to be looked at i mean there is one redeeming quality to it i would say there is something to be said about the meme quality of pushing a bin to the front line <laughs> and just firing a massive fucking like projectile out of it but that's like literally the only uh so, quality. yeah to, to, to your point uh when when we were fighting from overlook down towards callahan passage and dark was using the elevation to just eat shells <laughs> all the way to the colonial side the the shell would like travel what 50 meters probably dark around there yeah it was going around uh next it was going maximum 50 meters and it was just like it was it, it was so funny until they started <laughs> yeah. throwing grenades at me but like those first five minutes of using the novel that was the novelty of it awesome. yeah that, that was like, <laughs> and then you just see like colonials just flopping out or foxholes dying it's just so funny <laughs> So yeah, that's basically probably the best uh, the best we got out of I it. I could I could see situational uses for it in very limited circumstances where perhaps you have quite a height advantage over the enemy. Say you've captured uh, a large hill next to a town, uh, like Lorcan, for instance. Is it Lorcan? No, the the one same map. Uh, you know, the one in the south uh, east. Latch, that's the one with the big hill next to it. Say if you got a couple of spigot mortars on top of there, it, then maybe you would find a lot more use for them because you can suddenly fire them off the side of a fucking mountain. Yeah, but yeah, as Zach said, you're still going to probably cap at around, what, 60, 65 meters at most. Because the thing is, it has yeah. a very, very big arc on it. Mm -hmm. Like the like the shell is literally made to go down, like just seeing its animation of it flying out. Right. I'm pretty sure so caps like at fifty. You like even if you'd have defenses close, like you take the first ring down and then it's gonna be again useless. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, insanely limited. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a very it's, specific circumstance in which it could be used like anywhere near effectively. Yeah, so if you're a warden and you're thinking about building a siege mortar, don't. Just don't. Don't. I mean, build some RPGs. if you want to have a few memes with it, then that's the probably the only yes. Also, I don't see the faction taking it so enthusiastically after this. Yeah, war. I mean, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, like, there's one thing, it's one thing like memeing in their clan and carrying it in and, you know, smoke grenades and all that type of shit. That's meme as fuck. But put like put yourself in the in the shoes of a couple of randoms. It's like, oh, yeah, let's meme and take one of these to the front. It's like, oh, yes, what a meme. We just took it into the front line and lost it. 
That's such a meme. Goody <laughs> 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 time, good time. And it's not even mentioned the fact that not even your average Joe knows about the proper way to produce these. Like we got luckily that our Logi boys were just pumping these out of the mass production factory, making it super cheap for what you're spending it. And it's like, you know, the end that we have people that are just building it from the vehicle factory, putting it on a flatbed, driving it out there, and then just losing it in a matter of like minutes as soon as they bring it up. Maybe a first wave assault with 10 of them? I don't know. We got to do that at one point, <laughs> though. Just, just yeah, I suppose. novelty again, yeah. Right, uh, shall we move on? Yeah. Let's uh, go to the development update. And before you guys get uh, excited about it, just slow your horses because this has been probably the most boring development update of the year. Uh, Wait, what do you mean? A stream about a stream telling you about future streams is not not fun to you? Well, I wouldn't even call it that. It's like what people were calling it. uh, You know, when you watch... uh, TV series and they have filler episodes where, where the, the plot doesn't advance. It's only uh, well, this was a, a side quest, you know. <laughs> it was a filler episode telling you about what's going to happen in the next episode. Something like that, but it's like they, a holodeck episode from Star Trek. <laughs> exactly, you nailed it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's hey. just it's frustrating because just I don't want to cut you off real quick, but like, how how do you feel about you know, streams about things like that. Like, I, to me, and it's, to, I guess this could be a little bit harsh, but to me, it just feels kind of off. Like, we don't have really anything interesting to prepare to show. We, you know, we want to, we still have a planned stream. So this is what we got cooked out. We're going to be talking about this, this, and this in these months. You know what I mean? And then hmm. I, I, I would rather stuff. have it how they did in the past where they would say, no, cancel. You know, we're busy. Check us next time. I'm perfectly fine with that, honestly. And uh, yeah, the, the kids wouldn't be though. Would they? They'd be like, "Oh no, we want to see our Mark foot." <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was I wasn't prepared for that one. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it's been you just been clipped. The oh fuck's sake. The 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 way it works is just like if you don't have anything interesting to show, don't show it. <laughs> Like it's that simple, if you ask me. It doesn't have to always be fancy. Just like if you really want, just like let us know there's no development update, and you can just show your usual anime and Lego, and we'll not. What? We'll, what? We'll no, fine. no development update. I can't show my colonial elf art. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Indeed. I'm still hoping they're gonna accept the suggestion to put that after the development update, so we can all be more. <gasps> mentally sane, but we'll see. That'd be anyway. so awesome with they if they do the content stream first and then community stuff at the end. Yeah. Oh my god. This so is what we came for. So I just like f- full disclosure, um there was some other slides I didn't even even push put in because they were talking about some inside tools they created for themselves which have no consequence to gameplay or to players at all. And kudos to them, you know, it's it's nice that they made some some tools to make it uh, easier for them to do stuff, but I don't I don't really see how that really you know relates to us at all. Who knows, maybe some people liked it. I couldn't care less. I'm just being honest. Um the one thing I thought worth mentioning is the server optimization, which 
has been uh, a running thing and this is not something new they were doing it uh, gradually uh, and now we were apparently at 100 versus 100 which is uh, nice yeah that's like you know people might accuse us of being uh, negative nancy's all the time and not giving not giving them credit this is one i'll, I'll give them credit for why would they do that <laughs> fully it's it's really well, that's good. awesome though it's like yeah it, it helps everything all around you know what i mean like the more people you can put into a server the more people are potentially having fun and it's just it, it's something it's a plus all around my biggest thing is why was this like it was kind of under the rug until like now or if you i think is when you check the steam notes is when they told you like oh hey, guess what we increased the amount of players by 25 or by you know an extra 50 per per region and it's like you know what i mean like, they kept that real hush and it's like yo this is, well, this is like a good thing you know it's like yeah hey. but i think they were just being careful in case something breaks or it doesn't work out as they were expecting it to be i think and, i guess then you know because I mean, it's pretty shitty to say okay the servers are now 100 versus 100 and then come the next day you say uh well guys never mind <laughs> you know like we, we, we've discovered that we can't really do it so i think that i mean it's a it's a good achievement to get to 100 versus 100 i mean it's you know the more the merrier in foxhall i mean that uh that's pretty evident but i would say that end goal for Foxhall, uh, what Foxhall needs, not saying it, it would get it, but what it needs is 250 players aside on one map, in my opinion. That's that's really the that's a dream. The yeah, optimal. That's going to yeah, be that's, extremely that's the, tough. That's the dream. Yeah, I know it's going to be extremely tough, but because I so was landed on the moon. As Weatherby saying, you know, like you can already see some side effects of of this increase. Like the best example, yeah, but... you could you could see it even in my video today, where um, when when I would use binos yeah, over yeah. the concrete, it would stagger and just like <laughs> go nuts because of... I, I know, and I, I, I know that it's an indie company, and I know we're not going to get two hundred fifty players aside. Um, I'm just saying that's what it needs. Oh yeah, to I be what you're saying. Uh, to be uh, also to be to, to achieve its full potential let's just put that there. but that's the other thing is like you get like foxhole's a realm of literally making a foxhole could be the cost of actually having another player in and building things and all this the fact they can like, like for example razor was trying to look through that whole bunker complex it was lagging his game out just for rendering all that yeah and that's just the general issue of how much you can build and how much you can spam that literally just affects the server's, you know, performance. And that's like a big crucial thing. You've got, I mean, it's, it's a, we could sit here and talk for 12 hours about how, how we need to, uh, about the difference, like the, the trade-off between players and defenses and stuff like that. The problem is if you took out defenses entirely in low population hours, let's say low population for Europe, where there's a lot more colonials play Americans. So, you know, then you, you're getting back into, you know, the nighttime wars where you're coming on the next day and they've, the colonials are taking half the fucking map. So I think there needs to be a definite balance between defenses and the amount of players on a map. I think what they should probably do, or back on the drawing board, is 
you know how to stop really these night these these low population pushes i'm not going to say night camping because it's you know it's not night it's always night for someone but generally these low population pushes are like the only things where that make either good progress or just anything one thing i like to look at i'm not trying to say this is the ultimate solution but like plan side too has like you know you can't just take over everything in the span of one night you get me like the game artificially mm -hmm. lets you know what like you know what you've you've captured this now you're in defense and in about 30 minutes to an hour then you'll get a new target you get you get what i'm coming from mm. the, the, the thing is about plant side two a couple of things where you can't i know it, there's a, a big draw to comparing it to foxhole uh you can't but there's a couple of reasons why you can't plant side has a triple a development behind it with millions of pounds you know what i mean they can just throw it or millions of dollars they can just throw it uh on top of that they only recently, uh, well, not recently, a couple of years ago now, uh, introduced base building on planet side, and it's very, very limited uh, base building. And that's only after the populations drop through the floor, you know what I mean? Uh, if they did it at peak, if they introduced uh, base building at peak, it wouldn't have worked, even even on planet side with a AAA developer. Um, and a lot of the defenses on that game are fixed defenses that are part of the world itself rather than built by players. So everything that's built in Foxhole is obviously taken up memory, but everything on planet side, or I would say 95% of the shit on planet side is fixed already in the game, solid there, always there. You know what I mean? I think maybe it's just me and I have a different opinion on how defenses should be run. Is like, I don't know. I'm tired of. I look at the map and just everything is bunker bases everywhere, and it's just you know. Yeah, you know, you know, like... what what they what they could have tried out. I mean, I know it it would uh, severely change the game, and it would change the game in a way that a lot a lot of people, probably including myself, wouldn't like to tell you the truth. But there is a way around it where you could just say, right, there's just set defenses around a town. For instance, uh, so when you take a town, you build the garrison houses. But on top of that, you also have, uh, let's say, I don't know, destroyed foxholes around that you can rebuild as well as the garrison houses. So instead of foxholes being something that you plant down yourself as a blueprint, it would be more like a garrison house, for instance, where we, you would just go up to it and build it. Uh, uh, and then when it's destroyed, it becomes a ruin that the other side can then come and build. You know what I mean? Uh, that would be a way around it. It would change the game irreparably, um, but that is the that's one of the ways that I could see them cutting down on uh, memory loss and things like that. So that that's that, that's one of the what well, I say potentially possible solutions is would you be willing to give the trade off if they limited building to let's just say for the example you could only really build around relics or um, relic bases and towns you know what i mean like that's the only place i would be in favor of it after five wars of overpopulation where i'm waiting in queues <laughs> but yeah. while the, while the game yeah no. what go ahead dog yeah it's fine don't worry about it. hello no he, he, his dog is probably just barking so he doesn't want to um, his wife. <laughs> Jesus, dark. Feels like it sometimes. Oh my god.
Uh, what was I saying? Sorry. Uh, asked the question, would you... You responded with, after five wars of overpop. Yeah, you were saying yeah. you'd be comfortable uh, after, after that. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be comfortable with it with after five wars of overpopulation. But at the moment, we're not having overpopulation. We're having underpopulation. And I've never seen five wars of overpopulation. So until that happens, um, I don't think we need to sacrifice base building. True. Um, I'll probably say let's uh, let's move on here because like this is basically this is basically the gist of the the dev stream basically that this is what this is what they wanted to show us actually. <laughs> the, you you know the the most of you might not know it because this is mostly the more uh, content. Uh, this is mostly uh, something that people that live next to or were in previous communist parties know about the, the, the five-year plan that needed to be executed in three years. If you know the, the, the Russian five-year plan, this is basically how I see it. It's the five-year plan that they were going to do in three years. <laughs> and in this case, it's the, the summer plan that uh, will <laughs> basically fix everything in how many steps? One, two, three, four steps. And I don't even know where to start expressing concern about this. Cause like, how do you even like, how do you even partition it, right? Um, I'm just gonna switch to the next slide real quick so we can try and compare them. Cause this is what, what to expect, right? So backlog features. What I understand from this is all the stuff we've been running our mouse in here operation system, squad system, uh, what else, like, who knows, maybe if we're going to be really, really good for Christmas, might even get to finally change our names without using Steam, but I'm not, I, I don't think Santa's ready for that one either. Um, and then new tech tree content, new vehicles, this one is believable, updated tank combat, okay, so... Return of battle tanks, other features to be announced, right? So whatever we have in this slide is already going to take over the December update, right? So tank combat, la la la, right? Then the backlog features, they're not going to all be put in this December update because that's already too much, right? So it's going to probably leak into the January update, right? And then you're telling me that in spring and summer updates, they're going to fix everything about the game. Well, you don't even know. What? You don't even know. It's just categorized as monthly updates, features, and content. Oh, yeah, no, I'm just, like, trying to figure out how, how is this going to work, sort of. Uh... Well, they did make a point of saying that when the game is fully released, it's not going to be the end of the updates. No, you know? no. It's uh, going, yeah, well, going to continue to be worked on for a long time. Sure. Um, I can tell you that in any field, yeah. buddy, it'd be like, hey, don't worry, guys. We're going to keep fully supporting it, even though it's done. And then when it finally becomes yeah. done, it's like, Dark. yeah, we're done. We'll give that benefit of the doubt. We'll, we'll give that benefit of the doubt. There's no reason not to believe them, right? But we all know what 1.0 means. It means it needs to be fluid as fuck. It needs to be complete it needs to be without you know game breaking bugs like i've been exemplifying it needs to 
not have the issues it's having right now and driving all of us crazy. <laughs> and I'm feeling like, basically, you're telling me in half a year all of this is going to happen? I'm like, how? What sort of sorcery would that be? I, I just can't see it, honestly. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to be pessimistic about it, but it's just too tall of an order. <laughs> it's called crunch. It's going to have to be one of those things where we uh, we just have to wait and see, I think. I'll, I'll be more than happy to eat my words, Goody. I'm telling you right now, I'll... I'll be. I'll have the hugest smile on my face on summer 2021 update, saying, "You know what? They really showed us, and they delivered a 1.0 version of Foxhole that we can." I don't want to love it. I just want not to hate it. That's that's where my expectations are right now. Like when I talk about Foxhole, I'm not talking about getting it where uh, I was in love with it when I started playing. I just want to not hate it anymore. That's it. <laughs> That's all I'm asking I want for. the pain to run away. And I know it's, you know, because a lot of people are going to be like, well, if you hate it, why do you keep playing it? And it's it's not that simple. At least not for me, you know. it's it, At least when you put the clan into perspective, uh, it's not only about Foxhole. Foxhole is just like, it's like the living room. Right, that that is what Foxhole is for ATTDK. It's the living room where everybody goes on Saturdays to play games with the family. <laughs> but the house family is family dinner. Family dinner. Exactly. Exactly. But the house is way bigger than that. There's a lot more annoying kids. <laughs> Moving on, oh boy. <laughs> Moving on to the best screen of all. Closing remarks. Oh, we just completely skipped the other one. No, we I, I showed you earlier, but I just kind of made a parallel between them. Oh, it's oh the yeah, one I passed out of that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what to what to look out for, basically. More to be announced stuff. And well um the last thing I'm gonna say on this as a closing remark, honestly, you know how because it was already brought up by somebody, but I don't remember who. Um you know how most games, like especially if you look at Kickstarter and stuff like that, or even Steam pages, put on the what they're planning to do so people stay engaged, right? And look forward to those updates. Not Foxhole. They don't want you to know anything about what's coming. <laughs> and I never understand why. Yeah. Like, I, I do understand one point where they don't want to make promises they can deliver, but they already done that with the infantry gun, uh, the uh, what uh, anti tank gun, uh, the squad system, the operations system. They already done this. They already said. I, you know, I just find I, th I think it's really entertaining that they sit on it like it's a new Harry Potter book or a new <laughs> like fucking I don't know game of thrones novel or something like that like can't let any spoilers out can't let anybody know what the content is it's like you know we want to know but we don't want to know that much just fucking tell us what it is you know it's, yeah it's like we're a tiny community who fucking cares klaus was saying the static fuel tanker uh the oil rigs remember we were supposed to have uh oil rigs oil. On oh my god like you see like we're just sitting here and just fighting more and more <laughs> So I don't think the fear of uh, you know not being able to deliver 
can be an argument here because they're clearly not afraid of that. They've been constantly. I mean, it's got me worried some... because we've got we've got we've got what two or three major updates left before the game is supposed to be exactly. released. Yes. So in that time, we need a UI, a massive UI update. Uh, we need obviously fucking trains. Um, <laughs> Something good like. Logi sorting out once and for all. We need uniforms. You know, the things, and it just keeps going and going and going. It's like, oh my God, how the fuck are they going to do it? I hope they do, though. You know what? You know what? I would sacrifice fucking trains at this point <laughs> just to get the game working long term. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, fuck the trains. Like, and I understand that people have been asking for, for a million and one years, but the reality is when they get brought out and after the first two wars, no fucker's going to use them apart from Logi. That is the reality. Okay. So, as much as people are, are, you know, hyped about trains, you know, after the first couple of wars, they're going to be fucking useless. So, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't be too fucking too excited about them. I they're think... going to. The German gonna, is gonna slap you with uh, they're leather. Gonna fall the, they're gonna fall the same way as like cargo ships or sh or something like that. Like the the whole thing about Logi is is moving supplies like, and you need to be like adaptable to where you can move your supplies to. If you have a, a fixed mode of transportation, like uh, a ca the cargo ship is the best example that we have at the moment. Yeah, you have limited. Um, ability to move supplies around but you don't have co complete autonomy like you do with a truck for instance or uh you know some other sort of land-based thing a train will be even more restrictive than yeah. uh than a cargo ship and so i can't see it getting used really the a really good point that iwan was putting yesterday when we were doing the the transport is um imagine like the the freighter can hold five containers and it can do that just because it defies the laws of physics and the containers just get stacked inside there without you actually arranging it. But the train is not going to be, like, I don't think they're going to make it like that. Like, each container is going to be a wagon, right? So they're probably not going to let you do a 20-container train because that would be huge, right? So you're going to be extremely limited on... Uh, basically, the freighters are going to end up being better than the train. And... Uh... Just, uh, just let you know, Maximilian. Klaus knows exactly where I live, and he's already <laughs> attempted twice before to dislodge me, but ain't gonna happen. It's a friendly German-UK rivalry. Uh, anyway, Dark, anything to add before we try and wrap it up? So you don't okay. wake up, you lazy grot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boss. <laughs> so yeah, I got, I got, I got you, nothing, nothing really to say. You guys feel Most like my frustrations uh, are out. You guys feel like raiding somebody, I guess. Uh, well, it's what prominent member of the community can we? Well, can I, I see Sunchips. Uh, I see Sunchips online, and uh, I know he he had a pretty hard time recently with, you know, he got. I remember he got banned from Twitch for some asshole saying some bad words on his stream while playing Foxhole level. 
games. <laughs> just he gets banned for somebody else saying stupid shit. Which is, I mean, yeah. The freedom boys. Don't you just love the world we live in, guys? Yeah. yeah. Just ban him because some asshole said something next to him in a video game. Yes. Jesus Guilty God. by association. Execution immediately. Fucking hell. So, what are you guys saying? I love the idea of the American. I just love the idea of the Americans going into Germany and being like, oh, you stood, le- stood next to Hitler at the bus stop once. Straight to the execution block with you. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're gonna be mad. Okay, let's go. Uh, let's go. So, goodbye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. And uh, if you're guys. willing, join us on a, on a short raid here on uh, Mr. Sunchips. He's a cool guy. Prepare for raid. Raid! Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> oh, wait. They can still hear us talking anymore. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty fun.